I think most of them see us as history podcasts because all of our episodes like the history of toothpaste, history of toothbrush and all those kind of things. It's basically history, right? But we are... Uh, we do. But we are documentary. <laughs> hey, welcome to another episode of Writer and Geek Show. In this occasion where the entire country is locked down, we thought this would be a good time to record a new episode because we have basically run out of things to do it. That's a very good way to introduce an episode because our listeners are going to get to know that we give no preference to the podcast. As if they don't already know because, you know, it's been a long time since our last episode anyway. So we decided that we'll start a new series uh, which talks about colonialism in India. And uh, we cannot venture into that topic without talking a little bit about the ancient history of India. So why we chose colonialism in India is because there were like a lot of things that happened during that how many years around like 300 years 300 400 years yeah. that most of the people today don't know mm. it's been a it's a very fascinating topic and there are like lot of things that the present day should know about but they don't know about so as we both are like someone who loves talking about history and have kind of like known a lot about colonialism yeah. and those kind mm. of things and uh, known about what the british empire has done to the rest of the world we thought you know it's better like it's good that we'd start a series on colonialism right. and we thought we'd started with india so uh, this would be a series of probably like we don't know how many episodes how many yet episodes? yeah we have just got <laughs> See, this a, is what we don't yeah. plan things yeah, much <laughs> we've just got a skeletal structure to it so i have probably around like some 10 episodes jotted down but we are not so sure that is that is content enough for have. about 15 years right yeah yeah content enough for like 15 <laughs> years so yeah that's why we chose uh, this topic colonialism in india so before we get into colonialism we'll have to talk a bit about the about ancient india because yeah. it's known for its rich culture and heritage so uh, yeah so this episode is going to be a brief about history of india but i think india has had history of civilizations um, that have been very very uh, popular and advanced for its time and uh, arguably few of the best Uh, civilizations ever uh, i know you know egyptians uh, civilization was one of the rich culture that existed at that time along with mesopotamia and all that but in india we had indus valley civilization which uh, kind of emerged as one of the very very advanced civilizations for its time It is a work of art the engineer thought to himself he watched the workers lay the last of the bricks and put the final touches to the house over the past 3 years the customers have been insistent in using big bricks to build their homes and it is work like these that have helped him build his business into one of the most profitable in the town the customer looked pleased the engineer smiled he knew he would have enough this summer to make the move to the great city of mohanjodaro mohanjodaro and harappa were the two magnificent cities that thrived 5000 years ago along the banks of indus river it stretched through present day northeast afghanistan much of pakistan and into western and northwestern india the civilization 
known to be one of the oldest, is noted for its baked brick houses, urban planning, large plots of non-residential buildings, metallurgy, new techniques of handicrafts, and excellent water and drainage supply systems. At its peak, the civilization was set to hold a population of over 5 million people. But for reasons unknown, the civilization eroded into extinction by 1300 BCE. Indus Valley Civilization, as its name suggests, it existed at the valley of Indus River Indus. <laughs> Not strictly. I think the first few sites which were uh, found, um, you know, the historical sites which were uh, excavated were near the Indus River. But actually, it extends much more on either side. It basically covers most of present-day Pakistan and little bit of India as well. Um, so this civilization existed in the Bronze Age, about 3000 BC, uh, you know, like 5000 years ago. And it became very famous for basically for two major cities uh, one was harappa and the other was mohenjadaro i think there was a movie also which was released few years it's, ago it's better we leave it out because uh, i've read the wikipedia page of that <laughs> movie and uh, it gives me the creeps so, you know that rithik roshan movie right yeah that's exact same one so uh, you know one thing harappa and mohenjadaro are not the exact names of the city yeah because nobody knows yeah. the exact names who knows what they call their city yeah, this so is, these are names which it. yeah which 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 was given um, back in what 19th century or probably 20th century as well. Yeah, right? I think they first got to know about this uh, the existence of the civilization back in the 1800s, 1842. 1842. Yeah, 1842 is when uh, James Lewis, who had an alias of uh, Charles Mason, he was an arm, army man with the British East India Company, but he uh, escaped uh, and he was, you know, touring this, uh, the state of Punjab, which existed at that time, which was a combination of present-day India's Punjab and Pakistan's Punjab. That is when he accidentally came across uh, this uh, site. But then uh, actual excavation started in 1920 under John Marsh at Harappa. Uh, one of the reasons was that initially when the site was found, they didn't really understand the importance of this. Um, uh, we'll come into the details later and why it became a historical site and uh, they decided uh, that archaeological society should uh, you know, consider this to be uh, a very important thing and start caring for it because people started vandalizing it and by people I mean... Uh, you know, East India Company and stuff. Yeah, And uh, even now, we have only excavated only a small portion of the civilization, right? Yes. So there uh, there are about like 1,022 cities altogether uh, in the Indus Valley civilization. And uh, at its peak, it said that there were like 5 plus million people yeah. who used to live in that civilization. Exactly. Later, around 1300 BC, for some unknown reasons, the civilization just stopped existing, right? We'll come into that later. And there are few reasons why Indus Valley civilization stands ahead of most of the other civilizations which existed at that time and even later, right? Some of the things when I was doing research, I was really surprised that few of the things that existed 5000 years ago in this civilization 
were not even existing in uh, you know Europe in 1600s and 1700s one so, of yeah. one such thing is sanitation system including toilets and stuff so in this valley civilization they had a proper drainage system and yes like that is one that is one of the biggest too. highlights so every single house had a proper da- drainage system which uh, which was connected to a central drainage system within the city and it is also been said that some of the houses even had a flush toilet which wow. was unknown at the time even i think in medieval europe this was not a thing wow so i i'm wondering like without pumps right yeah. how they how would they pump it to the overhead tanks and you know do it probably yeah, they also it. they also had a very proper water management system and you won't believe it they had houses which were single story two story and three story like multi story houses right so it is up to our imagination to uh, you know try to understand how they manage water you know and uh, the toilets and all that kind of stuff right but that is what makes it fa- fascinating these many years ago people still knew how to do all these things and one of the f- other famous highlights is the is something called the bath in mohenjadaro which was like a very public huge bath. public uh, bath swimming pool kind of a thing right nobody knows exactly why it was created but um, that was also one of the complicated st- uh, systems used yeah uh, talking about the houses right so when uh, the railway employees who found uh, the existence you know fi- found some of the ruins mm-hmm. back in 1850s yeah. what they found out was that later on the the ruins that they found it were like baked bricks right yes they used firewood uh, wood to like bake the yeah. uh, clay exactly what we are doing right now yeah. we we make bricks out of clay put it in the oven and bake it and make it hard right so yeah so what they found out was that the size of the brick that Dimensions. is used at one end of the civilization it's the same as the other one that so, that that is that is what it is it was standardized yeah so that gives us an idea that probably there was a government ruling the whole place and well um, about a- that is one thing which is still not clear uh, we'll come into that talking about the standardization and all that kind of stuff right they had means to precisely measure stuff right uh, there was a ruler which was used to measure uh, which was precisely uh, divided into different units metric system <laughs> it was not metric system it was more uh, more closer to i don't know it could have been something else altogether and they also had a uh, weighing scale with standardized weigh, uh, you know weights and stuff like that um along with that um they also had means to measure the purity of gold right it was, so these are all signs of very advanced and modern civilization right um and along with this uh, other things that existed were step wells where they had these deep wells with steps so that you can walk down to the level of water which was not seen anywhere else in the world at that time and they even had dentists Yeah, yeah I think the dentist the science of dentistry started with the Indus Valley civilization there are a few other things as well which were invented probably invented during the uh, during that time uh, one one such thing is button Button. which we are using currently right this was invented that time they had very beautiful and amazing uh, organized roads mm-hmm. right in the northwest north south and east west direction so the important roads were always north south and the side roads were like east west like the same thing like mains and crosses that we have here in bangalore 
it was this system which existed at yeah, that time yeah and they always like try to keep it straight right yes. instead of having like curved roads so, you know bangalore should learn something bangalore is good enough through. i would say other places like if you go especially in kerala right there yeah. is the roads have no uh, specific direction at all um and also handicrafts there were a lot of handicrafts and toys and stuff like that which were found and uh, talking about the bricks right uh, the baked bricks uh, you said it was standardized and stuff like that so when british east india company was building a railway line they had some lack of resources at that time it is and they went to these sites and picked up those bricks and they laid a line of about 150 kilometers using that brick i am not sure if i'm mad or just you know <laughs> astonished by this facts there are two two feelings which i get as you said mad because they destroyed a yeah. you know ancient site second thing is i am really surprised that a 5000 year old brick can still be used but after that when uh, the crown came into control of indian subcontinent they made this into an archaeological site uh, so as to prevent you know all these things from okay happening. so they did at least one good thing yeah and uh, there were sign boards on the roads which was unheard of at that time and there is not much understanding about the political and religious views of the people of uh, indus valley civilization because in uh, no nowhere there has been a mention of any great rulers or any you cannot find temples and stuff like that uh, anywhere in the city and uh, it is all it is speculated that it was a egalitarian society where everybody was considered to be equal mm-hmm. so they didn't need a governing body but um, I, you know it's up for speculation we don't know what actually um, was the thing which was uh, followed there and when it comes to religion they didn't have any major temples or stuff but it's being said that they uh, basically worshiped the nature and they are also known for the you know non residential buildings like all the other civilization it used to be ju- just like you know homes where people can stay but these guys had like assembly points like you know mm. town not town halls but yeah. you know even the great bath is one like such example where people can just go and congregate and you know just uh, mingle with each other so uh, that's one pretty you know a uh, big advancement when you look at a society that existed 5000 years exactly and it's also been said that although the cities were big and you know there were a lot of people it was not chaotic like certain yeah. other civilizations people were living very orderly life uh with lot of discipline and stuff and uh, they kind of spoke some early proto dravidian language a dravidian language is a language in of south india and east sri lanka for now because i think this was after aryan invasion people just moved a little bit south but there is a part of pakistan where a language called brahui is spoken which is a dravidian language it even today it still exists yes. okay so uh, so it speculated that it that was a language which was spoken but uh, they even have like a lot of uh, architectural yeah. stuff then a lot of drawings and writings yeah the but script the script of indus valley is not yet decoded so we don't know exactly what those things yeah mean. so it's almost been like you know 150 or like some 90 years or something since we have properly started studying but still we don't know so we if we get to know how to like decrypt it probably we'll get a much better idea about how yeah. uh, they f- the society functioned during that time yeah so from whatever we understand right now we can say that um, this civilization was much much ahead of its time at least much ahead of what uh, things were in other parts of the world and 
nobody knows how it came to an end uh, there are many speculations one theory was that aryan invasion drove all the people mm. away but that doesn't have much substantial backing uh, another thing was that the major earthquake happened but i don't think that will destroy the entire uh, civilization or maybe it was the work of a virus <laughs> we don't know pandemic could have happened uh, other thing is that uh, they say that gradually when the cities lost their splendor people started migrating eastwards into india and they mingled with the population also the uh, one other reason they have given is like uh, they exploited the natural resources yeah. there they cut down trees to make uh, uh, bricks because they needed firewood mm. to Slowly make the fire and, uh, you know yeah and uh, because of that uh, slowly turned into deserts and also like they the topsoil lost a lot of fertility so mm. they were not able to farm and it w- became little more difficult to get water as n- yeah, more that, people that would have resul- resulted in major climate change or something and yeah. so those are said to be some reasons but uh, they are not the first humans to come to in- uh, india right no i think uh, that happened much uh, before that i think we discussed this briefly in our uh, genealogy episode um, probably we can link to that we we'll link link it so uh, uh, it said that mo- modern humans uh, supposedly moved to india from other parts through middle east from europe through yeah. middle east right um, yeah so initially there was an exodus that happened a few thousands years ago from africa and people came and settled down in central asia a part of that moved to um, part of them moved to europe another part moved towards siberia and those areas and from siberia they moved to latin america that's why you know there is a similarity if you listen to the other episode you will get to know more and a part of them moved to india right uh, so those were the first people to come yeah. here is what it is said that uh, this thing happened around like 75000 or like in between 75000 to like 35000 yeah. years back so i was just wondering what would what must have been here uh, i think it would have been a dense thing. forest yeah. uh, looking at india being a tropical region right there would have been i think it would be mostly jungle yeah and even after the indus valley civilization uh, we had the iron age i think that existed yeah. from iron like, age um 1500 bc to like 600 bc and we had other major civilizations other major empires we can't call yeah, them civilizations it, afterwards right? it uh, everything became political yeah. uh, right we had um, the mauryan empire there were big the, there were big rulers uh, who came and conquered land and then aryans came in and all that kind of stuff happened after that yeah then uh, i think finally just before uh, the britishers came to india it was mughal empire emperors and yeah so that was a series uh, that was a series of uh, you know uh, empires which were set up by people who came from persia and other areas uh, so i think uh, it was called delhi sultanate hmm. uh, possibly started with uh, muhammad uh, so muhammad ghazni came and looted india uh, it said that so he he was a ruler from uh, i think it's persia, persia i'm not persia, very persia. clear on that um he came to india because india was a very wealthy com- uh, country that time uh, not specifically country i would say a region because there was not one unifying uh, dynasty or uh, nation here but the indian temples were extremely rich they had huge deposits of gold and stuff like that so ghazni came to india um looted a lot of stuff I, it's being said that he he carried most of the wealth from the temples back to persia um then many such people uh, timur tamerlane Timur. as he is called in western uh, society and then came mohammad gori tukluk yeah <laughs> mohammad gori came here uh, i think he was killed and one of his generals uh, kutubuddin aibak he mm. set up uh, one of the Kutub early Binar. 
Delhi Sultanate uh, dynasties, which later, you know, um, is he the one who set up Qutub Minar? He made, he built, built Qutub Minar, and also after that is when Mughals came into India, and many other lot of the, like Tughlaq dynasty and many other dynasties came in, which eventually led uh, into Britishers coming into India. I, again, that is a that there is lot to discuss there as well because bef- even before Britishers came, we had. Uh, Dutch settlers, Portuguese, etc., and all that. It all started with Vasco da Gama coming to uh, coming to Kodikod, uh, right? Yes, back in fourteen ninety eight, Calicut, yeah, Kodikod. Yeah, it, it was. Um, you can't completely say that uh, that was the reason. There are many subsequent, but that was the beginning of mm. all, uh, where there was a channel which was established between uh, Europe to India. But there are like speculations uh, where uh, it's said that even when uh, at the time when Vasco da Gama came to India, like in Kerala, there were already uh, Christians settled in. Yes, in the exactly. In the city, right? So there is a mis. Actually, that's not a speculation. I think the misconception is that Vasco da Gama brought Christianity to India. But truth be told. India had Christianity much before Europe had Christianity because uh, one of the apostles of this is a thing right one of the apostles of Jesus Christ had come to India uh, Thomas in AD, Thomas. AD 51 or something yeah some uh, somewhere around that time and that is where Christianity started and even um, Islam started much much earlier than all these people came to India so uh, I think the first um, mosque was in uh, present day Kodungallur hmm. And similarly, so uh, when Vasco da Gama came to India, there were already Christians in India. These were uh, people who had converted long back with generations and generations of uh, Christians. There were even like Buddhism and Jainism spread across India. Buddhism especially due to Ashoka's yeah. work. After most of the people know about that Kaling- story. After yeah, Kalinga war, Kalinga. he you know he felt remorse and uh, he decided to you know b- become a Buddhist and he wanted to spread that. That is the reason even Sri Lanka has a lot of yeah, yeah. has majorly Sri Lanka. He sent his uh, one of his Kids. son and daughter or someone yeah. to like Sri Lanka to spread Buddhism in uh, <laughs> Sri Lanka. So basically that's it, right? If we have to talk about Mauryan Empire, Gupta and all that, there'll be like I think we can probably we can we can turn up more yeah episodes. we can cover up uh, those in future episodes yeah. uh, you know as a uh, maybe and we are not promising that we'll do it in a chronological order or something as and when interesting stuff comes we'll decide to do it uh, that would make it more in- interesting and eventually we'll come into colonialism and all that kind of stuff because there are a lot of uh, interesting stuff that happened there so finally we are turning into a history podcast I like this at least for this series. <laughs> <laughs>